Chapter 2 A Dean and a Chapter Also Whosoever has observed that sedate and clerical bird, the rook, may perhaps have noticed that when he wings his way homeward towards nightfall, in a sedate and clerical company, two rooks will suddenly detach themselves from the rest, will retrace their flight for some distance, and will there poise and linger, conveying to mere men the fancy that it is of some occult importance to the body politic that this artful couple should pretend to have renounced connection with it. Similarly, service being over in the old cathedral with the square tower, and the choir scuffling out again, and divers venerable persons of rook-like aspect dispersing, two of these latter retrace their steps and walk together in the echoing close. Not only is the day waning, but the year. The low sun is fiery and yet cold behind the monastery ruin, and the Virginia creeper on the cathedral wall has showered half its deep red leaves down on the pavement. There has been rain this afternoon, and a wintry shudder goes among the little pools on the cracked, uneven flagstones, and through the giant elm-trees as they shed a gust of tears. Their fallen leaves lie strewn thickly about. Some of these leaves, in a timid rush, seek sanctuary within the low-arched cathedral door, but two men coming out resist them, and cast them forth again with their feet. This done, one of the two locks the door with a goodly key, and the other flits away with a folio music-book. "'Mr. Jasper, was that, Tope?' "'Yes, Mr. Dean. He has stayed late. "'Yes, Mr. Dean. I have stayed for him, Your Reverence. "'He has been took a little poorly.' "'Say, taken, Tope, to the Dean,' the younger rook interposes in a low tone, "'with this touch of correction, as who should say, "'You may offer bad grammar to the laity or the humbler clergy, not to the Dean.' Mr. Tope, chief verger and showman, and accustomed to be high with excursion parties, declines with a silent loftiness to perceive that any suggestion has been tendered to him. "'And when and how has Mr. Jasper been taken? For, as Mr. Crisparkle has remarked, it is better to say taken, taken,' repeats the dean. "'When and how has Mr. Jasper been taken?' "'Taken, sir,' Tope deferentially murmurs. "'Poorly, Tope?' "'Why, sir, Mr. Jasper was that breathed. "'I wouldn't say that breathed, Tope,' Mr. Crisparkle interposes with the same touch as before. "'Not English. To the dean.' "'Breathe to that extent,' the dean, not unflattered by this indirect homage, condescendingly remarks. It would be preferable. Mr. Jasper's breathing was so remarkably short. Thus discreetly does Mr. Tope work his way round the sunken rock. When he came in, that it distressed him mightily to get his notes out, which was perhaps the cause of his having a kind of fit on him after a little. His memory grew dazed. Mr. Tope, with his eyes on the Reverend Mr. Crisparkle, "'shoots this word out, as defying him to improve upon it. "'And a dimness and giddiness crept over him as strange as ever I saw, "'though he didn't seem to mind it particularly himself. "'However, a little time and a little water brought him out of his days.' "'Mr. Tope repeats the word and its emphasis, 
with the air of saying, As I have made a success, I'll make it again. And Mr. Jasper has gone home quite himself, has he? asked the dean. Your reverence, he has gone home quite himself, and I'm glad to see he's having his fire kindled up, for it's chilly after the wet, and the cathedral had both a damp feel and a damp touch this afternoon, and he was very shivery. They all three looked towards an old stone gatehouse crossing the close, with an arched thoroughfare passing beneath it. Through its latticed window a fire shines out upon the fast-darkening scene, involving in shadow the pendant masses of ivy and creeper covering the building's front. As the deep cathedral bell strikes the hour, a ripple of wind goes through these at their distance, like a ripple of the solemn sound that hums through tomb and tower, broken knit.